Episode 21, All's Fair in Love and Marriage, or is it? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And tonight we're going to be talking about fairness in your marriage. But before we get to that, we always talk about our week. And this has been... It's been a good week. It's been a good week. We've had a lot of uh, a lot of visits, unexpected visits, per yeah. se. You know, uh, old friends and... My godfather was in town. Yeah, Tony's godfather comes out to San Diego about once a quarter yep. on business. And so we usually try and get together with him and... And this time he sort of sprung it on us like two days before. Yeah. Yeah. Was, which was cool. Although I had been kind of thinking a few weeks ago that he had said May. We hadn't heard from him yet. So I sort of thought. Oh. I totally forget. To tell you the honest truth. I love I love Jerry, but I, I tend to forget. You forget a lot of things. I know. But it's just. The way yeah. it goes. Yeah. But it's always fun. I mean, we get to go out to dinner, hang out with the kiddos, and he gets to hang out with them and see them and how they're doing. Yeah. He, he's crazy enough to want to go out to eat with our children so which is always fun <laughs> yeah that's always fun but you know what we did go to tgif fridays right and one cool thing that i thought about or w one thing i saw when we were there which was really cool and will make me go there again is that they had calories for each item right they they you know so if you haven't been to tgi fridays in mm -hmm. a while and the next time you go, check out their, when you check out their menu, I mean, the calor, the calories per item is right there for you to, to view and see. And it actually changed my, my item choice. Yeah. You were a little surprised at what you wanted, what yeah. you originally wanted was almost 2000 calories. It was a salad. <laughs> I'm thinking, Hey, I'm going to get a salad. I'm going to go help. It was almost 2000 calories for that salad. For crying out loud. That's nutty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been here in the De Lorenzo household. We've been sort of making a shift. No, no, no not. Yes, we as a whole, you have been just spearheading it. Well, I, I yeah, I'm the grocery shopper. I understand that you so. are, but you, you've been reading a book, a couple books, a couple books. Um, I've been reading the ultra mind and ultra prevention books by Dr. Hyman. Um, you're just talking a lot about the connection between what you're eating and how that affects everything about you right. and how it really impacts, you know, what you put into your mouth impacts your mental capabilities and more so than just, you know, looking at this as a diet, it's more thinking, okay, you know what? I really need to take responsibility. I've gotten lax. I'm the first person to admit it um, in terms of, you know, just getting convenience foods. Um, right. But you know, years yeah. ago, we were really into eating healthy. Pre-kids. Pre-kids. No, I, mm -hmm. I, I know, but we were. We were really into where are we getting our beef, where are we getting our chicken. We made it a point to go and get organic vegetables. When was this? When we were living in Orange County. Uh, No. I don't think so. It was... Honey. I, I don't remember ever looking for organic beef or chicken in Orange County. <laughs> Then when was it? We were. I think, uh, you know what? Actually, I think it was when we were in Washington, when we had all the farmer's no. markets and stuff. Are you, 
Honey, before before I went hiking on the PCT. Do you remember what we packed in your PCT boxes? Well, that's different. That's what I was hiking with. Oh, I, I don't remember the. I don't remember being so health conscious back in Orange County. I'll take your. I'll take credit for that, but I don't. I don't remember doing that. You don't think so? I don't think so. It wasn't in Washington. Washington. I know there was a point. There was a point in time when we were eating healthier. Right. I well, I just think you know, pre kids, we, you know, wait, wait, was, didn't we? Weren't we doing like that zone thing? Oh, oh yes. When the was, zone diet. Well, that was in Orange County. There, there you go. See, okay. I was right. Yes, but I wasn't buying all the organic then. We weren't. No. Was organic around then? Uh, pro- it's probably like the cell phone <laughs> thing. You know, <laughs> we're so old now that you know we remember back. Are you okay? But we were eating healthier. We were eating healthier. Okay. So I, 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 I'm That's sorry. Okay. I, I thought we were actually buying organic at the time. No, but. I was just trying to remember when I, when I was so good. And since my memory is usually better than yours, I can't. But that, but I am right. You are right. We were eating healthier. Okay. That's, and I just want to make sure I'm right. Well, yes, I, I will say you were right on eating healthier. Okay. Um, but we got away from that with the kids. You know, it's always nice to have easy snacks for them. And typically I buy, you know, boxes of crackers or cookies and, um, it, but we've started noticing in our own selves the, the like the the fatigue mm-hmm. and yes we've been working on the book and staying up late and doing a lot of stuff but it was just sort of getting abnormal like a well, lot you, of fatigue lethargic you were having a lot of digestive issues digestive issues just a lot of yeah upset stomach and things like that and so i just said you know what i got gi issues Man, that's, it just drives That's me where nuts. all of Tony's stress goes. Straight to his stomach. Yeah. Um, and it just hampers intimacy too. Well, and that's that's a big thing. And, you know, when you're tired all the time or when you're eating foods that don't agree with you and you don't necessarily know they don't agree with you, you just don't feel well I know. after eating. And you don't need so, to tell me. I, I know. It, it, it sucked. I'm not telling you. I'm telling them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I live with you. I know it was bad. Gosh, man, it just drives me nuts. Seems like about once a quarter you go through, Mm -hmm. you know, or every couple of months you go through something. And so I just said, you know what, we're going to make some changes. And you did. And, you know, it's a process because I don't ever do anything abruptly in the family, especially with the kids, because, you know, they've gotten used to their certain foods. And, you know, while I want to get some of them out because they're not great for us I until I have a suitable replacement. Um, well, I'm, this is a discussion we had yesterday about my lunches. Yes. Because you're, you're telling me I can't have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which I eat every day, five days a week. It's, it's just my staple. I do not mind it. I, I enjoy it. I eat lunch by myself. I love my peanut butter and jelly. And Elisa comes up to me and goes, oh, you can't eat those anymore. Well, you asked me about the jelly and I said, no jelly. Well, <laughs> It's peanut butter and jelly. What do you put on it? Well, that's that's a, I don't have a suitable replacement yet. I'm working on that. I already know you got the better bread, yeah, which is really good. It, it is, but how do you have peanut butter and jelly without jelly? But you're also complaining about the peanut butter we have, and you're trying to sell me on like sunflower butter or something. It's called sun butter. It looked. I've heard it's good. I haven't tried it yet. I have to be careful changing up peanut butter and jelly in this house because between <laughs> it to- is a staple between Tony and Alex, um, you mess with their bread, you mess with their peanut butter, and suddenly you've got two angry guys on your hand. Not good, Mm-mm. not good. But so we're making small changes, right? And you know, telling- a, a lot of it though, again, is going back to the fatigue we're feeling and how that is hampering our in- our intimacy too, right? Yeah, Cause because we're because we're, we're tired at night. 
or even during, during the, the day, day <laughs> for that matter lately i know you know and we're seeing you know our kids are really good kids but i noticed just in the last few days starting to pull out some of the processed prepackaged stuff they're making better choices um yeah we're not having that spike yeah from the kids i mean from the kids i mean they're they're still you know abby's still throwing her tantrums but part of that's just being four and not getting her way uh but even tonight alex made some really good choices Mm -hmm. you know and they're not fighting me on well you can have fruit or vegetables you pick I, i don't really care what you have for snack but those are your choices and um yeah, you know, so it's been really interesting to start to see them making better choices and I'm actually sneaking stuff into their food, into their smoothies and stuff no, that I, they I don't know about, good. but it's all good for them, you know, flaxseed. But it's helping us. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about in the book is one of the forms of intimacy is intellectual intimacy. And when I started with this idea with Tony that we were going to, you know, when I started reading these books and saying, you know what, I'm going to make some serious changes, some right. dramatic changes in our family. I immediately went to Tony and said, you know what? We need to talk about this one because you and I are experiencing some health issues, mm-hmm. nothing catastrophic at this point in time, but I don't want it to get there. A- and two, if I'm going to introduce anything, you know, so major that's going to affect the foods that we eat in our family, I need you to be on board backing me up because when the kids start to complain that they don't have, you know, cookies or egos or, you know, whatever they're, chips chip you know whatever it is right i i need to know that tony's got my back mm-hmm. and you were right there with me and so i really appreciate that because it was like okay you know what here's why i'm doing this and you listened to my reasons you understood them and were able to get behind me to say all right you know let's let's try it i mean what's the worst that's going to happen yeah i think my biggest my biggest not fear but my biggest apprehension is cost because whenever we go down this road of you're looking at organic, going to farmers markets, buying, you know, this healthier, which is better for us, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it hits the budget too, as we've right. seen in the past. And that's been trying to, you know, you're trying to buy organic meat. Well, mm-hmm. to, bu- to buy, you know, Farm, it's substantially yeah, substantially more costly. And you know, that's why I was joking tonight because I made this um bean and barley soup. Which was delicious. Fantastic. I mean the kids actually ate their portions, with the exception of Abby, who made her funny face. Um but she tried it. She did. But you know, here's like a three or four dollar meal for all of us, and we've got enough for, you know, another day's worth of lunches for you and I. Mm-hmm. And it's replacing our protein source. You know, we're not gonna go vegetarian. I mean, not strictly vegetarian. I mean, you know what? I did that in college when I was at Boulder. Oh, shoot. Matt didn't bring that up last night. <laughs> did he know? <laughs> I think he did. So last night, a, a very good buddy of mine came into came into San Diego. And hold on. I think we got Alex's over here. So we're going to pause real quick and we'll get right back to you guys. All right. We're back. Alex woke up and is a little chilly so we had to attend to him anyways last night a buddy of mine from college came into town he and his wife were here for a wedding in san diego and he contacted me via facebook and we haven't seen each other in 15 years we were roommates for a year and uh, we were in the same fraternity but we hadn't stayed in touch and you know i just 
thank Matt for taking the opportunity to reach out and say he wanted to come and see us because it was it was fun seeing him. It, it was. It, it was. was. I, yeah, I'd never met Matt. Um, although we would have been in Colorado at the same time, and his wife Sarah, an absolute sweetheart, had yeah. a lot of fun with her. And um, Abby and I had gone to see Beauty and the Beast, uh, the church at Rancho Bernardo's production of Beauty and the Beast, which for those of you that are in San Diego little plug for that show if you can get to it thursday or friday this week phenomenal mm-hmm. phenomenal uh, but so we ran you know happy and i get out the show's two and a half hours uh, which was a little bit longer than i had expected and and so did i because i was getting a little irritated because well because we had guests coming over well, and all of a sudden all i'm just getting these texts of well just eat just eat without I, us because i didn't know what well, I, I, I totally understand and then of course I we're understand. doing the text right in intermission and the lights go down and I'm trying to text Tony and I'm, couldn't you see is doesn't your phone light up? Well, yes, but that's a distraction to the actors. How's it a distraction? You're holding the phone like this down below. Well, because I've got Abby sitting on my lap going, oh. mom, what are you doing? Mom, okay. mom, she's singing. It was I, just, it was, it was a bit irritating. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, completely understandable. So we rush in, you know, Abby comes running into her knight in shining armor. Daddy. Um, and just fell in love with Matt and Sarah herself. She just, you know, little miss personality crawling all over them and hugs and that was good. Know. Then we started hearing the stories from the college days and that was a good time. And, you know, just, just a lot of fun. Um, you know, it one was. of the things I really, I think I've always known and appreciated about Tony was that he is able to, to maintain these friendships, you know, even though, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's been 15 years since you've seen Matt. You, I think you've always let people know in a kind of in an unconscious way that how much they are valued to you. Um, you just seem to be able to hold on to these friendships, even if you don't see each other for 15 years, you know, you still, it's still there. I mean, Mm -hmm. having them over for dinner last night was like, yeah, you know, it was, it was like we, saw each other a couple weeks ago yeah it it was really very much they were quite comfortable in our house and and just having a lot of fun they are relative newlyweds two years married and um so we got to talking to them about what we're doing and they said they wanted to buy a book they said they wanted to buy a book so we're great you know we love hearing that people want to buy the book um but you know it's just it's fun to see and talk to newlyweds and and share what we're doing and you know it kind of moves us into what we're talking about tonight. Oh, I wanted to go. I wanted to talk about one more thing though from our week. Oh, okay. Back up. So last, last night it was, it was my night to initiate. Well, one of my nights to initiate and I chose to initiate candle lights. Can I put the candles on just, I sort of set the mood last night. And so we're starting to get a little intimate. You can get up to the mic here. (laughs) You get up to the mic here. So we're getting intimate and, And so, <laughs> as many of you may know, you know, you're sort of starting to kiss and talk and, you know, you're, just, you're getting into the mood, right? And all of a sudden, out of Elisa's mouth, blur- <laughs> she blurts, did you put the cover on the barbecue? And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, is she sort of trying to tell me something here? Like, she doesn't want to do anything tonight or what? And it, it totally threw me for a loop. And, and I just wanted to share that with our, with our folks and just let them know that. And just embarrass me. That's it. Fine. It happens. It does. It, it, you know, and you got to move through it. And 
sometimes there's something more to it. In, in this case, there wasn't anything more. At least, and I just sort of talked about. Oh, it, my thing was really you're, you're asking if the cover <laughs> is on the barbecue. You, you threw me off when we closed the. I cl- wait. Did I close the window? Who closed the window? I think I did. Okay, and so that like triggered a connection to the outside, and I remember that you barbecued. How does that trigger a connection? <laughs> I don't know. Me shutting the window and connecting to think that is a barbecue cover on. It just happened. It was like that's where my mind went. I mean, Whoop. we're in bed, about to have fun, and and you're thinking about barbecue covers. It it just. Okay. Can I bring up a memory? Oh, now that we're going back to last night, can I bring up a memory thing about you? Hmm. Okay, this was pretty funny. So we're having a conversation with Matt and Sarah and somehow we get to talking about traffic violations, red lights and running red lights and things oh, yeah. like that. And so out of the blue, I mean, you guys know that we've talked about the fact that Tony has, it just doesn't remember details, doesn't remember little things. And all of a sudden he's talking about getting a red uh, ticket for running a red light in Boulder, Colorado. It was Boulder it was, Denver? Yes. No, it was, it was Boulder. It was the first time that you're coming back to Boulder. Okay, pay attention here. He's getting after, all the details. After mm-hmm. we had spent that summer together. Uh-huh. Keep going. No, I, I'll the, let you the tell The whole it. story. So all of a sudden, out of the blue, you know, Matt's like, well, okay. You know, sort of like big deal. You got to... Tony's like, oh, but no, I was going to the store to buy condoms. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Wait a minute. This has been okay. So now you just opened fifteen years. Now you just opened a whole another can of worms. Premarital sex. That's oh. true. <laughs> oh boy, baby. Oh boy. What are you gonna do now? So you, you just you just blew apart our whole podcast. Well, so are we changing our podcast? No, or? we'll come back to premarital sex because that's a big one. Okay. Yeah, that, that's one that we've actually got to talk about before we. Anyhow. Okay. The point of that story was that Tony remembered details that he never remembers. I don't know why. Apparently, it was quite... Apparently, you're coming back into town. We're going to have sex. Apparently. Apparently. Fantastic. Yes. So, let's talk about fairness. (laughs) Now that... Oh, actually, before we do that. (laughs) I know. We had so much this week. Before that, we actually got a phone call. We had a message this week. Somebody called in. Tim, Tim from, Atlanta. from Atlanta called in on the listener feedback line, 858-754-9937, and actually left us a message. Thank you, Tim. We're so excited. We're going to play it for you guys. Hey, I just wanted to um, give you a call. This is Tim from Atlanta. Uh, listened to your podcast uh, since since day one, and I just wanted to thank you for um, putting it up earlier. Uh all too often, the reason I never have called or emailed or anything else like that was because I typically listen to it on my way to work or on my way home from work, sometimes when I'm running and stuff like that. And when it would come out late in the week, I would generally not get to it till first of the next week. And so by that time, I figured, well, it's, you know, everybody else has already called and left, left messages and everything else and just felt kind of late. But now that it's Tuesday, here's Wednesday morning. I was able to listen to most of it on my way to work already, and I feel like I'm more in the loop now. So, really wanted to say I appreciate that. And you guys are doing a great job, and really appreciate all you're doing. Um, thanks again. Take care. Tim, thanks so much for calling in. And we actually, uh, Tony even got an email uh, comment this week as well. Uh, 
you know, that's one of those things that we tell you guys every week. You know, if you want to email us directly, it's askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. It's a way that, you know, if you've got something on your mind um, and don't necessarily want to post it to Facebook or want to post it up on the website, we love hearing you directly. Anonymity is one of those things that we have no problem providing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to go that route, obviously, if you put it up on our Facebook page, it's there for everybody to see. Um, and the same thing with the comments on the website. But if there's something that you want to share with us, we appreciate having you reach us in any of those different forms. Uh, and Tony's got that email. Yep. And this comes from John. And John says, thank you for being so open, transparent and down to earth in your discussions about marriage from a Christian perspective for not cleaning it up and making a Sunday school lesson out of talking about the real issues that we live through in marriage. I thought that was cool. And he went on to talk about how he found us through a generous husband blog and downloaded all of our podcasts and was on a 10 hour drive home from business and listened to them all and loved them. Wow. That's a lot of time listening to us. That's That's, that's awesome. Thank you, John. (laughs) I'm thinking about all the road trips my parents take going, oh, goodness. That, that's really cool. That's, no, we appreciate you, you doing that, John. And it sounds like um, they're very beneficial to you. And, and that's, uh, you know, the point that John brings up in that email about being transparent. And, you know, we are we are just a, a an everyday couple who want to share the ups and downs and what we've learned about this crazy thing called marriage and continue to learn to this day. I, you know, we were talking, we were talking about, you know, this dinner last night after, um, Matt and Sarah left and just about how, even after Tony and I've been together almost 16 years now, Mm -hmm. Uh, actually we're about a month shy of 16 years and you know, we're still learning new stuff about each other. You never stop learning about your spouse and about what makes them tick and what makes them feel loved and what you can do to serve them. And, you know, negotiating the ups and downs of your marriage and negotiating, you know, responsibilities and who does what. And we actually, Tony had a, a Twitter comment this week that served as the basis. I know it's taken us a little while to get there, but as the basis for this week's podcast um you know we both have twitter accounts tony is one on fire and i'm elisa di lorenzo and i'm more active tony is definitely more active on twitter i'm kind of the facebook junkie i can admit that my name is elisa personal use i spend a lot of time on facebook yeah yes that's not what we're talking about tonight we're not talking about facebook we're talking about uh the question chief exec mom Post to so to find to find her you go to at chief exec mom on twitter on twitter and she posed the question have you guys discussed what fair means in marriage especially if you have kids or is fair even fair in marriage and we started talking about this and it was interesting and and you know well, what was your first response my first response is that no and mine is yes um that that by its very nature, especially once you have kids that, you know, you can, you both have responsibilities, but it's never, you know, if you use the word fair as meaning equitable, then I don't think so. Tony's got this stare on his face. Like, yeah, I don't agree with you. 
I, I, I think as in a marriage, fair is fair. There, there are certain things that you do that may constitute 80% of your time. And there are things that I do that constitute 80% of my time in the marriage. And that's being fair within our marriage. I guess equitable. What do you mean equitable monetarily or time wise? I think you could look at either. I mean, I think, I think you work disproportionately more than I do in a monetary sense. Whereas I spend more time, you know, with the kids and, and doing the household stuff. Right. But, in our marriage, we have determined and decided that we wanted you staying home with the kids. So for me to go out and work is fair under the guidance of what we've given ourselves. I don't look at it as going, oh, this isn't fair because Elisa stays home all day and hangs out with the kids and eats bonbons like my mom thinks you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> you're the one that does the bonbon jokes, not your mother. <laughs> no, my mom does them. Um, and in, in jest. So, in it, but that's what I'm saying. When I look at it, I go, okay, is that fair? Yes, because that's what we agreed upon. If we try to look at this as under time or money, it'll never be fair. Something is going to give. Right. I mean, you spend more time with the kids than I do. So that's not fair. Well, I spend more time working to make money for the family than you do. You know, so you can't live your marriage on, is it fair? Well, I, but I I think, you know, that's, I think you're right. You don't spend every day going, you know, is this fair? Although I did. If we if we back up early in, not so much in our marriage, because I think when we first got married and we were both working, it was never, a, well, you make more money or I make more money. You know, it was never kind of one of those imbalances. But I think when you have children, you you made more money. No. Okay. okay. Um, I think when you have children and those responsibilities and those pulls on your time and your resources, financially, emotionally, I think, I, I don't think, I know early on, in our parenthood, I was very much like, well, I'm doing all this and you're, you know, I, I got snooty about it. I was downright cranky. I I don't think we handle those issues very well when the kids were first born. Right. And I think that's something a lot of couples struggle with because, you know, life, life isn't fair. I mean, I tell this to our children all the time. Life is not fair. There's always going to be somebody that has more, does more, gets or more, less. or has less, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. There's always, by its very nature, <laughs> I don't think life is fair. It's how you view that and how you handle those circumstances. True. Early in our parenting, in our married, you know, married parenting years. Yeah, well, we would get married first and then you would become parents. Right. So that's sort of the order that we took. That's the order we took. I'm talking about like the early childhood years. Okay. With like after Alex was born. Okay. 
And, you know, I had just kind of moved into transitioned into that stay at home mom. So now I'm not working. Right. And I've been working our entire. Well, that that. That's the whole reason why one exists now, because we didn't we didn't communicate that back then. We didn't we didn't talk to each other back then. Agreed. We, we didn't we didn't understand that. Wait a minute. This whole this little human being is going to like turn our whole lives upside down. And instead of talking to each other about it, we just sort of went through daily life and never interacted with each other or told each other about how we felt. You know, this isn't fair, Tony, because I'm spending all day here and I'm feeling cooped up and you come home and you're not dealing with the kid and then you go to bed, which would have been something I think would have come out of your mouth if we know what we know now. That's probably a fair assumption. I'm, I'm going to go with that one. It might not have been said so nicely, but I'm pretty sure I even said something to that effect at least once or twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we can we can go with your version. Okay. It's, right. We didn't talk about it a- and we were just winging it because, you know, there's the big joke about, you know, you get a baby, but it doesn't come with an instruction manual. A- and it's right. not just an instruction manual for how to take care of the kids. It's how to take care of your marriage. Right. After you have a child because life seems very unfair. From your point of view, it did. From my point of view. My point of view was we weren't having sex. Okay. That probably seemed very unfair to you. Right. It did. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt I felt neglected. I felt alone at times because you were putting... Now, instead of putting all of your energy and time into me, you're putting it into our child which I understood was necessary and needed because he was completely dependent upon you. But because we weren't talking that brought up those, those feelings of hurt and resentment and does she care about me or am I just doing this because now I'm just a dad and I got to do this sort of stuff. You know, there's that part of me there too. So I didn't think it was fair back then. I, yeah, I, I think I think we were both dealing with stuff mm-hmm. and I really, I really think, you know, there were years of this. There were years of resentment on my part. I don't, you know, I mean, you eventually started having sex again. So <laughs> we started having sex again. So <laughs> apparently, <laughs> but even then, I mean, it was sporadic. It was still, you know, quote unquote unfair in terms of, yeah. You know, it wasn't, there was a disconnect there. Right. You know, and I had resentment toward you because I was like, oh, he gets to go out and he gets to be around adults. And I'm, you know, yes, I want to be home with my child, but wow, really? This is what mother, you know, because it's a podcast for another day, but motherhood is not a bed of roses every day. You know, there are some definite. Oh, I know that. There are some definite. I know that now point. and I, I've learned that over the years. I, I didn't realize it then. Yes. And, and you know, we had, Alex was born small and I, I, I so remember his pediatrician saying, you know, he needs to stay inside for the first 30 days. Mm-hmm. And we were in Spokane, Washington and in it was December. very cold. Yeah. And in a what a 600 square foot apartment, one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Close quarters very mm-hmm. close quarters and and i remember not having work and just like 
making sure I would just sit in my car. I wouldn't even come home. See, once again, you learn things about your spouse every day. I've heard that at various times in our marriage that, you know, when we've been in a season, um, with Tony being mobile, he can be out. And I don't necessarily know that he's not working (laughs) on a job. He's just not home. And and it's not that I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. It's just that I'll just sit in my car and read a magazine. Nowadays, I don't. Not anymore. That was back then. Really? Not at all? Mm Mm-mm. No, I mean, I'll let you know if I need to do something. I'll just go to the coffee shop. That's true. Yeah, you've gotten much better at saying, you know what, I I have to get some stuff done so I'm not coming home. No, I I, I love being home now. Really? (laughs) Is this from the same guy that like two hours ago was snippy because his daughter was bouncing all over him? That's that's complete. Come on, get out of here. Oh, the truth comes out. Whatever, get out of here. The truth comes out. But fairness, you know, it's a matter of perception. It's a matter of communication. I mean, there are still times now when I can tell if our communication is not good mm-hmm. that I start to feel like, well, he's, you know, he's either doing this or he's not doing this. Those are the, those are <laughs> some variation of those two comments goes through my head if we're experiencing a disconnect. And I think that's where the issue of fairness comes in. Obviously, you know, I've said it, marriage is not fair. I mean, people do different, we're, we're suited for different things. I under, but if you put it on the continuum of it's always about time or money, which I think most people will do. Well, it's not fair because you make X, Y, Z and I make nothing. Or it's not fair because I spend 15 hours with the kids and you spend five. If you always constantly are putting it on the continuum of time and money, it's not going to be fair. You, you, it's like you got to get above that and beyond that and stop putting everything on this continuum of time and money. Because I'm sure that's the big thing with people when it comes to fairness, when it comes to kids and your marriage. Those are the two big things. That, that's the two I would think so. And, and mm-hmm. if you have if you have another, please call in at what's our number eight five eight seven five four nine nine three seven. Call call in and and tell us. But that's the way I see it. I think we're always putting things on this continuum. It's almost like we put this we put ourselves on this continuum even to be more Christ like. You know, and we're constantly putting ourselves on these these grids or on these. These things to go, I'm here and to be like Christ, I got to be over here. And same with fairness in a marriage. It's, well, I'm over here and my spouse is over here and that's not fair. I think you got to get above and beyond that. And it comes back to what we talked a long time ago, not a long time ago, but some podcasts ago about just serving your spouse. I mean, it's like you got to grow up. You got to stop holding all this these little, you know, tit for tat type stuff going on in your marriage. It's like, I'm laughing because my husband just told me to grow up. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I I just, I'm not going to spend a bunch of my time going and, and thinking, is that fair? Is that fair that I go out, I make all the money. So I support the family. So Elisa gets to sit home and take care of the kids. 
if I think of it in that terms, I'd go, no, but I look at it differently and I go, you know what? I love my family. I love my wife. I love my kids. And the reason I do and the things I do for them is that I have chosen and agreed with you in conversation. That is something that you and I have decided upon. That is something that we came together and said, this is what we want to do. And that's what I'm going to go do. And it's taken me years to get to this point. It's not like it just happened overnight, but it's just, that's, that's what I have to do. And I don't look at it as going, oh my gosh, I have to support the family. She's going to go spend all the money and the kids are going to just do this, this and that. No, it's just, I have chosen, we have chosen that that's what we're going to do. Live with it. That's what, that's what, that's what we have agreed upon. And so I don't look at it as being fair or not fair. Okay. I heard you. I, I, from my standpoint. Yes. From, it, it, and it has to come from your standpoint because I'm talking to you. Uh, right. From my standpoint, I do think that a lot of the time I don't live in this fairness world. But what I'm trying to say is that when there's, a lack of communication when there is when there are issues within our marriage mm-hmm. that's when the fairness give me give me the most recent example oh. i mean fairness that also could be with sex too yeah but we seem to have we seem to be i know but that, but that, i i think right. that, i think that would be an issue for well other and, and that well. used to be an issue for us mm-hmm. our sex life was very unfair because you always initiated and I always said yes or no. Right. That That's about as unfair as you can get. This is true. Uh, you know, and that's that's been, you know, the last, gosh, it's been almost a year, two, and a, almost two years. Almost two years. It's about a year and a half September. now yeah. that we, that we took dramatic steps to change that component of. I guess that's the thing though, too. I mean, I guess there are different components within the marriage where you're looking at Fair and unfair, because sex would be a big one. Sex is a huge one. Yeah, I, I didn't even, I haven't thought about it up to this point. So I mean, yes. there are a lot of couples where there's a lot of inequality, a lot of power struggles mm-hmm. over, you know, control over their sex life, mm-hmm. and so there, there are probably a lot of couples listening to this going, oh, "My sex life is horribly unfair." Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, you know, overall, you know, I'm trying to think of. You put me on the spot here. I'm trying to think of the last one. I can't think of anything. But what I'm trying to say is when we're keeping the lines of communication open, when we're having the conversations that we need to have, I don't, I live in this world where you know, I'm like, oh, I don't think about, okay, well, Tony's off to work and I've got to make dinner. And that doesn't, it doesn't register that my life, you know, I don't feel like life is unfair. I feel like we're doing what we need to do to make our family work. Right. When we're fatigued. You know, we were talking about fatigue earlier and not feeling well and things like that. And we start to experience a disconnect or there's something, you know, going on with me in work or you in work and you know, those little things or the kids mm-hmm. start to, you know, when we have those times when, you know, it's like a full moon and they just get all wound up and, mm-hmm. you know, just are requiring a lot more energy. And so we don't have the energy for our relationship. And I start to feel like there's a disconnect there and sometimes I think it, that instead of verbalizing it and saying, you know, what, I just kind of feel like I'm disjointed from you that I start to do the, Oh, well, why do I have to do this? And so I lose that whole mindset of serving and of, 
of just pulling my weight in the marriage and start to go, mm, I, you know, I don't want to, why can't, why can't Tony do this? And so while it's not something that is a daily struggle, is a daily struggle, I see now, and it used to be early in our child rearing years, I think I lived in that world of unfairness. Okay. But as we've, as we've worked on our relationship, as we've, you know, worked on our communication and made that, I mean, we talk what, five, six times a day. We, and we're, we make it a point. Yes. We're very fortunate that we are, have the ability to talk throughout the day. And so, you know, something comes up and I'm calling you with a funny story or I'm calling you with a, Hey, we've got this situation. And so we're, you know, the communications there, you know, what's going on. Right. I, I don't have the sense of disjointedness that's pervasive. That makes me say, Oh, you know, I'm kind of cranky about him. Right. So it, it's been a maturity thing for us. Um, and the reason why I answered this question that, you know, marriage is not fair is because there are times when I feel that way. I mean, even today, you know, not today specifically, but even as far as we've come in our marriage, there are still days when I just might be in a bad mood hormonally or otherwise something has happened and it's caused me to be like, eh, and it's easy because you are here you are a part of this marriage, you know, you kind of take it out on the ones you love. And so you're like target number one on those days. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, so it's not an all the time life is unfair, but when there's something going on with me or if there's something going on in our relationship, it's kind of the scapegoat. Got it. To say, you know, this, this isn't fair. He's, you know, well, he's going out on another Saturday morning bike ride. Well, Tony goes out on Saturday morning bike rides every week you know that's not (laughs) it's not something new it's not something new part of our family it's it's the way it's the way we roll here um but you know oh i know okay example so we're talking about my birthday my birthday is coming up my birthday also happens to be father's day this year so it's june 20th and you know it's the whole idea of we've got the marriage retreat the week before Right. And so you're like, well, we'll just celebrate your birthday at the marriage retreat. And I love birthdays. Love them. I understand that. Love it. But it's Father's Day. Precisely my point. See, there you go. It's only Father's Day. It only falls on my birthday like every six or seven years. That's fantastic. I haven't said you can't have Father's Day. My birthday. And I'm not saying saying you can't have your birthday. (laughs) I said we would celebrate your birthday at the, at the, the retreat because you we usually go out on a date night so i said we'll go out during the retreat it would be your birthday as well right but i still want to do something for my birthday on my birthday well i can get you a cupcake and light a candle okay but you didn't suggest that well i was just saying it's father's day and that's my day okay does anybody else (laughs) listening hear that it's my day (laughs) i'm just gonna go riding that's all i'm saying i'm going riding right well that was a given okay you ride every saturday and sunday okay so how's that fair or unfair honey you made it sound like i wasn't gonna get anything on my birthday no i never made it sound like that that's the way i heard it well because you wanted to only celebrate on the on the marriage retreat weekend and have father's day to yourself 
No. Yes. I never said that. I think you did. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have it recorded, so I can't go back to it and listen to it. But if it was, if it wasn't conveyed properly, you should have spoken up a little bit more, and we could have discussed it. A I little thought bit we did further. I don't think so, honey. Okay. But if you're seeing that as fair and unfair, okay. I don't want my birthday getting all myself birthday. Uh, and like you said, it's only one time every seven years. Right. So <laughs> my birthday comes every year. <laughs> right. We don't want to miss that. We don't. Okay. We don't at all. But I was but what I was saying with that whole thing is that we did do it the week before. But then the kids aren't there. Who cares if they're there? Want them there? Well, I'm it's it's that, your I'm birthday not... dinner for we could we can have them there for like cupcakes. Okay. But we got to go organic now because our whole food is changing. So we can't have cupcakes. What what are we going to have? Like some sort of granola bar and we'll put a <laughs> candle on that. I'll figure that out. Okay. I'll figure that out. I'm not, and I'm not going to be ridiculously strict with this whole diet thing. I'm not going to be unfair about it. <laughs> <laughs> Using the word of the day. Um, the word of the day. <laughs> because Love I have it. been known to get very strict about. Uh, anal. Yes. Anal. Strict. About yes, this in the past. You, you uh, tend you, you tend to become rigid okay. at times. And that's fair. That's fair to say that because I know I do. I like I get an idea and I'm like, ooh, let's go with that. Let's run with it. And I I think I've realized, especially as the kids have gotten older, that they do not do well if mom suddenly changes their <laughs> dietary habits and just says, Wah you're not having anything you like. Um Right. So in all honesty, when it comes to what we've been discussing, I think we'll agree to disagree at times and at other times agree. It, it, it's one of those things that I think as couples, again, if we're constantly looking at our marriage on some sort of continuum, you're never going to have this extraordinary marriage. You, you, you sort of, you got to get above and beyond that. Because if you don't, then you're constantly just sort of running this treadmill to be perfect or a gain gain acceptance from somebody or or something else, and you're never going to truly have the marriage you want. And, and I and I truly believe for myself, it came to the point where I would just in those times when I was feeling this isn't the way I want it to be, and I feel that I'm putting more into this marriage than Elisa is at times, I just had to go, you know what? I'm going to just serve you. I'm going to just serve you. I'm going to just make it the way it should be done. The way I need it to be done. I'm not going to look at you and go, you need to do this or that or whatever. In all honesty, it's helped me to just grow. It's helped me to just be able to come to you and let you know when I am frustrated Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but I'm not coming to you with all this anger and angst anymore I'm just I'm coming to you and just going this doesn't work out right now and how can we make it better instead of internalizing it and internalizing it and internalizing it and then I'm coming up with all these wacky ideas in my own brain that make no sense at all because I've never even brought the subject up to you you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
that's just that's just my take on it. I, I don't know if if we've helped anybody out. I don't even know if I've if I've helped myself out here, but that's just where I am. Well, and I think listening to you, what I've gotten out of this is that you know, two things. One, for myself, I realized that now the decision to dwell on if things are fair or unfair is more of a decision that I make based on what's going on. You know, it's more circumstantial. And talking this through with you, I realize that I have the power to get out of that funk, you know, where it's, it's one of those things, God bless you, where talking through this, I realize that I need to come to you. It's More what so. we, it, honey, it's what we've been talking about, which is being open and honest with each other more and more each day. Right. And that's what we've been working. I mean, we haven't had, with the exception of my birthday, which as much as I love birth, it's not, I mean, that was the most recent example, but that's not a I understand. I understand that. But what I'm saying is that all of our, in everything we do, we need to be more so. And, and, and I know we're not perfect. I know there are still times when I hold things back that I should be telling you. And but, that's, that's what we've been working on. I mean, that's, totally. it, it, and it's a to, you know, we talk about this in the book. We talk about this on the air with you guys, you know, marriage requires effort. And even having this conversation with Tony right now, I realize where his mindset is that he comes at it with, if he's feeling this way, he just takes the approach of, I'm just going to serve her. I'm going to make this, I, I'm going to make the situation better. If it, it's, if it's not, you know, if I'm feeling unfair, I'm going to tell her communication right. and I'm going to serve her action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'm realizing from my side that, and I think that's part of the reason why when you put me on the spot, I had such a hard time doing it is that we have been working on our communication. And so it's, you know, I can, I can probably come up with, you know, a grocery list from, you know, way back. Mm-hmm. But recently it is much harder and I'm sure I'm going to get people going, really, you're being kind of superficial about your birthday. It was the most recent example and not a very strong one, just kind of a funny one. But you, the sense of unfairness, if you let it, it's going to be destructive in your marriage. <laughs> and while we all have those moments where it's like, oh, that doesn't feel, you know, it, it can, we can have a moment. But I think it goes back to what I said at the beginning. It's how do you handle that? Do you say, you know what, honey, we need to talk about this. Cause I'm just kind of feeling like, Oh, that doesn't quite feel right. Or do you just say, you know what? I'm going to, I, I'm going to show my spouse through actions. I, I'm just going to love them through this, you know, so you can make, you can make the choice. And t- honestly, talking through this tonight with Tony has been eye opening for me um, in how we are handling things now and what are, what his, philosophy is and how mine has been changing mm-hmm. over the years so you know this I've, would probably be a good time for you and your spouse to sit down and talk it really would i mean elise and i've been talking here for about 30 minutes on this subject and you know i would say if you guys have listened to this together or or one of you is listening to this make sure you get into your spouse's ears and let them hear this and then sit down and talk you know, ask the question you know, do you feel like things are fair in our marriage or do you think that we, we are, you know, able to rise above that sense of inequality, unfairness, Mm -hmm. you know, is it a momentary thing or is it 
is it a season that we live in where, well, I, you know, I put the kids to bed tonight and well, you wash the dishes, you know, that kind of, I mean, we used to do that. We did. We did. And there's a lot of angst and anger all the time and, and fighting going on in our own marriage. You know, and, and if you find yourself in, you know, in that situation, I, I implore you to sit down and talk through it with your spouse. And it's mm-hmm. not going to be a one-time conversation. Mm-mm. You know, if you are in that, in that routine of the tit for tat that we talked about, then there are going to be things that you are going to both need to work through and decisions mm-hmm. that you're going to need to make as far as what is really a big issue. You know, what, what's really going on here? Because it could just be a perception or if you both are seeing things, you know, it could be reality. And until you really have the conversation with your spouse, you don't know what's going on with them in their minds, you know, and and it's going to take some work, Mm -hmm. you know, Nobody likes to hear that marriages work, but the reality is, is you've got two imperfect people trying to make something work yep. and you live together and you, you know, you see the good, the bad and the ugly. It takes effort to make your marriage truly extraordinary. And I know those of you listening are listening because you either are working on having an extraordinary marriage or you want an extraordinary marriage. And so, you know, it takes two. Right. It takes two. And so, you know, we'd love to hear from you um, this week on, you know, how it goes on how it goes on what you discover in your own marriages. Yeah. You know, if you found ways to get around the fairness issue, call us, you know, anytime it's 858-754-9937. You guys, that's a 24 seven, uh, it goes straight to Google voice. So it's easy to just leave us a message. Anytime you can contact us on at ask Elisa at one extraordinary marriage.com or ask Tony at one extraordinary marriage.com. Put a post up on Facebook, mm-hmm. put a comment and on the website at one extraordinary marriage.com. We want to know what's going on in your marriages. This sure. is a great you know topic this week to sit down and really dig a little deeper to what's going on to the two of you. We want to hear from you. Um, it's been it's been eye-opening for me. Awesome. Yeah. It has been. And for all of you out there, seven days seven days of sex challenge. We have 25 couples already signed up. If you're thinking about this, get on, get on the website. Check it out. See who's joining us. It's going to be from June 6th to June 12th, 2010. We hope you join us. And you guys, we, we thank you for tonight. It's It's been a little haphazard maybe a little bit out there but you know what this is life this is marriage this is what it is and so we hope that this week you guys sit down you take the opportunity to speak and talk to each other work some of these things out so that you can have an extraordinary marriage so you guys have a fantastic week and we love you guys 